0: Okay, VisceraList Podcast, episode 26, Sarah. Um, uh, We can be reached at Um, VisceraListGmail.com. We're on iTunes now. Um, Jay, how's it going? All right, man. Feeling good. Excellent. Um, Let's get right into our favorite segment, Trifling in NYC. Um, I have a really quick one, but I understand that you have one from just last night. I do. Uh, um, why don't you get Let's get into it. Um, it was actually yesterday
1: afternoon, maybe late afternoon, like four or five, maybe five o'clock. Um, okay. Well,
0: let's. I said last night, so let's. Um, let's do a quick Quick edit. We'll edit this part up now. Good <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was with
1: some friends. We were at this, like, I guess, like an English pub type of place on the Upper East Side. You know, nice. there are a lot of those type of places. But this is this nice. It was it was good quality place. Uh, we were like sitting in glassed, the back. You classed it up. <laughs> we were sitting in the back. There were probably, I don't know, eight, eight to ten of us. Right. And we got involved in a... Uh, very, uh, Wait, sorry, kind of contentious. Eight, eight to ten of you?
0: Yeah, I think it was one, two, three, four.
1: I think it was it ten.
0: It is so hard to, like, I know from, like, I do, like, some production, comedy, web series, et cetera. It is so hard to schedule I- anything more than, like, four people. So I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, you. yeah.
1: Yeah, and people definitely showed up at several different times. Uh Oh, what was that?
0: I didn't hear that. What, what was that?
1: Just stopped everything for a second. Okay.
0: Are you, you good? Was it a ghost? Did you see a ghost? I'm good.
1: Uh, um, test. I don't have any cats in the house. I had a cat.
0: A cat could identify the ghost for me. Mmm. Cats. Um, the cats. Do, yeah, they know. If a cat gives you like a <laughs> like a like a look, like if they if they if a cat gives you like a like a like a stink eye or uh mm-hmm. Like a gas phase? <laughs> Just tap me on the shoulder, like, look
1: over there. Oh, okay. Ghost yeah. ghost time. Cats no. Um, they know. No, cats cats do know. That's a whole nother story. I could tell you a, a cat ghost story later
0: on a later supernatural show that we'll do. You a, definitely cannot set that up and not tell it right now. So <laughs> I mean, let's head into our, our previously scheduled programming. You gotta tell the cat the cat ghost story. <laughs> what, the hell, what the hell are you talking the about? Cat what in the good fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, um,
1: in oh, no,
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: No, okay, in my old in my old apartment, um, we were really good friends with the neighbors, and and we had a private entrance. So sometimes we and they have two cats. And the cats would sort of go back and forth. They're nice cats. They ne- I never had any problems with the cats. Right? They, uh, they were brother and sister. Um, they were they didn't like mess with each other. But the boy, the boy was the two. He was what? Um, more, the more skittish. He was a little more adventurous. He'd be doing mm-hmm. stuff he shouldn't be doing. Would you he say, would say he tell was, would tell on him sometimes. Would you,
0: <laughs> would you say he was more thuggish, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, young, um, young Young Thug's new album dropped the other day. I got it. Got a... Oh
1: my gosh! And yeah, he's just don't... singing, right? All right, let's get back to the cats. <laughs> anyway, so I never had any problems with these cats. They don't. They don't like. I never seen them hiss. Occasionally, they would hiss at each other when they're like fighting with each other, right? Yeah. Um, the door, the door is open. Way and and he's in there. I'm coming through the door. Or he's inside. I, and I'm like, oh, what's up, buddy? I go down to pet him and then doesn't let me pet him. But he's wait, not wait, he's sorry. not looking.
0: Sorry, you're breaking up a yeah. little bit. Um, so say that from, so you go to, you go to pet him. <clears throat> so I go to pet him
1: and he just, he just starts hissing. You can tell, like he's not looking at me. He's looking, he's looking past me. So I'm like, what, what's happening here? So he's just hissing. I'm like, all right, man, maybe, what's wrong with you? All right. So then I just go, and I just messing around the apartment, still open. And then I hear him hissing again. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's messing with his sister. But he's just sitting there, the open door again, just standing there and
0: hissing. So I'm sorry. So you, you just so I can picture, you have your door entrance open. And he's in that. Little yeah, room.
1: not all the way open, but the doors, the doors open so that the cat can move through. OK, like half but the door like halfway open. And is, is the cat facing you or your entrance? and hissing? When I well, yeah, when I came through, right, he was facing the entrance. I was coming in and he was hissing. I just let it go. I sat down. But then when I sit down. He's still facing the entrance. And then I hear him start hissing again towards the entrance. Right, right. And no, nothing is there. His sister's on my side. Nobody else is even around. I, I think I was taking care of the cats, so my neighbors were gone. Okay. Me. So I was like, what is this? So then I, that's when I started doing like research. about. Then I started Googling. And I probably shouldn't have been Googling. Definitely and Then, then yeah. I was like, so that there was some kind of entity.
0: It was cats
1: cat man. Wait, so
0: the so the cat was so the, because the cat doesn't usually hiss at you, and and this time it was. You're then like.
1: Right. Um,
0: well, there must be. And a ghost he here. continued,
1: and he continued to hiss in the same location when I wasn't under there.
0: Okay. He so you, there. So, you, you, your theory here is that, um, the cat was able to sense the ghost, didn't like it, and was trying Correct. to scare it away by, by hissing. Yes. How do you like, feel about that? You, well, did did any other ghost related stuff happen? Like, did a glass fall off randomly? At that
1: time, but in that same apartment, I had like and like felt like you something was at the end of have like woken up at night and felt like something was at the end of
0: the bed before. Okay. How do you feel about this? Well, I mean, you probably were just dreaming and you woke up and there was some like residual dream left I knew you were a skeptic I knew it. about ghosts yeah <laughs> I mean I know we have uh, <laughs> our famous conspiracy segment which which I love and I think we got a, uh, a teaser for for our, our, I think our next episode uh, we got it we got a doozy involving uh, I don't know well we yeah we got to figure out how to frame that so I'm not going to say it now but anyway um, no, I, I don't believe in supernatural, so, I, I no, cats are just Anything weird. supernatural? No. Give me, give me some evidence, and it's a different story, but, um, okay. cats are just weird, I don't know, I probably smelled something, maybe there was, like, I don't know, cats are just weird.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, mm. I will accept it. I will Wait, accept do something. you, do you actually believe that there is a ghost there? I don't know. I feel like there was something there. I, I don't know what but his behavior was so strange. It was so out of character for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, I I, you know, I get it. Like if it's doing something that out of character... Because animals are fairly predictable. Cats cats are less predictable than dogs, definitely, but
1: True. Um But he right, doesn't so. he doesn't just hiss. Okay, but now my like, trifling Yeah. Woo <laughs> so we're at we're at this place yeah on the upper east side and um so we we had this we started this conversation i don't even remember what it was um i think we were looking at someone's social media and we were, like passing around the phone and there were a lot of reactions people were getting loud laughing um and so a woman approaches the table older older um Side resident, upper upper side, yeah. Yeah, she has. She was a white woman, and she (laughs) says,
0: "I really hope that's pertinent to
1: the story because." (laughs) Come on. She says, "This is not. This is not a private dining room or private establishment. You need to keep it down." Like in a very
0: uh, patronizing
1: tone. No, she she's works- she's just sitting there. She does not work there. She just she's just a diner. She's a, another patron like us.
0: <laughs> I mean, I look. Uh, you know, I'm a lower east side type dude. Like, I can already. I got a whole diatribe for you about the upper east side, but uh, you already know what it would be like. So I know. Gonna, uh, I know. Go on.
1: So she said. So she says this, and keep in mind that there are um, people at the table.
0: Ten. Ten people. Is that what you said.
1: A lot of brown people. uh... yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but know. so,
0: on the other side too. Okay, good. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um. So then we were um. So.
0: What was she wearing? wearing?
1: Oh, it was too much. Like this whole black ensemble, these big, um, big glasses, big black ones. Um, giant gold necklace. Her hair was pulled back into a low ponytail.
0: Uh, <laughs> if, if you if you had to guess how how old you just Walmart? um, 35 and
1: 70 probably.
0: And is this a bar or a restaurant?
1: It's a it's a bar, but we were in the back where there's more like restaurant feel, a little more dining feel, but it still like has that English pub feeling to the whole place. And what and what time of day was it? Um, at this point, it was probably like between five and six
0: okay so five and six uh, it's a saturday night i mean and it's it's an english pub type place okay yeah so most of the like in pub type places on and that's another problem with upper east side every fucking bar is exactly the same but anyway yeah exactly uh, so then so she says that but
1: the way that she's angled her body she's addressing all the brown people, and not addressing our our kung fu friend was there as well. Oh, nice! nice. He's sitting behind her. He's like, we, we will sell down if you say please, like very very aggressively. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He goes if you <laughs> Wait, say that again, you broke up a little bit. It just says if you say please, we will accommodate. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> And so she turns and she looks at him and she goes, please. And so then she walks away and then our waitress (laughs) comes. I mean, he's a job, so okay. Then our waitress comes over. I don't know what she said. So I was at the other end of the table, but people liked it. She said something like, essentially, like, fuck that old lady. What's wrong with her? Um, be Be as loud as you want. And so then our Kung Fu friends, like, steaming. So then he just starts staring at her.
0: Staring at the woman. <laughs> yeah. well, how, how was she? Like one table over from
1: you, or? Um. No, she was like twenty-five feet, maybe. And how? What was?
0: How many people was she with? What, what did her party look like?
1: It was just her and her older companion, a fellow lady, fellow Upper East Side lady. Uh, hey boy. So he was. He was grilling. <laughs> for for an extended period. I said, just relax, man.
0: Okay, yes. I, was, that was, I, was, I really hope you see me, like...
1: So then on our way out, he's, like, lurking in the back. Oh, my God. He's lurking, waiting to be the last person, and my other friend's like, yo, yo, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to go talk to you. I'm going to go give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> oh, no. It's like no no no, just just be cool. Just let's just leave. But then the the before even all that, the waitress came over when it was time for us to leave. She's like, you know what? Do me a favor on your way out. Just be really fucking loud. <laughs> like, all right, everybody. <laughs> this waitress? What is she doing? No. Rabble rouser. I don't think I said that right, but fucking <laughs> druggish. No, you did. Who <laughs> used that phrase? Um, Rabble rouser. Okay. Yeah. So then then we just left. But he wanted to go back and say something to her, but he did
0: not. You no, know, I get, I I get the the sentiment, but yeah, definitely don't like. I think because like he got her with the um with his please demands, please, yeah, right. Well, how did she did she say please like really sarcastically or not sarcastically, but like in an insincere way, very patronizing the
1: way she spoke to. us
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Um, so I guess my my first question is being obnoxious and loud were we
1: yeah um you know obnoxious i guess is a matter of opinion the volume level was turned up for sure
0: okay um was it like full was it crowded or like how like what percentage of the tables in that area were occupied
1: 50%
0: okay all right. That makes sense. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> for her, I think her move should be talk to the waitress and then ask her to ask you. Right. I um, agree. Uh, for her to come over and just like try to flex on you like that. Like, now yeah, this is my Upper East Side. You, you know, like, because like the 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 implication is that there's a racial tinge to it, which maybe there was, but like, yeah, like her thing is like, oh, see, like, see, 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 you can't see, and they and they want and they want free healthcare or something like that, you know.
1: Um like, <laughs> I bet all of them have. There's, they got a baby at home right now. Well, they should be taking <laughs> care of the baby
0: They're out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great that's great um yeah yeah she's like oh like pearl, pearl clutching pearl, <laughs> pearl clutching pearl um i'm assuming her name is pearl. um not a yeah, bad like, thing the thing is like you're not at fucking per se like these these english pub slash bars are like on a saturday like what the fuck do you like go to fuck there's, there's enough like classy italian type italian restaurants around there if you want like a nice, exactly. nice fine afternoon just go there like if you're going to a pub like people are going to have fun it's fucking saturday yeah yeah I, I i'm on your side i don't really like dude like i like dude kind of being like if you ask please that seems reasonable um because her move is a little aggressive and Minor aggression going back. I'm cool with that. I don't like him trying to stare her down. Um, yeah. Because, like get yeah, just get back to the party. Like I hope. Like was he sort of checked out of the? I, I mean, whatever. We don't have to do that. But like.
1: But you I mean, know him. Well, you can't let
0: shit go. Oh, oh, I do know him.
1: So he's uh-huh. probably still thinking about it right now.
0: Almost. I just yeah. I'm surprised I haven't gotten a couple text from him, like, you know, okay, um, could have used some backup there? I don't know. Well, he definitely (laughs) doesn't need back up. Well, I hope you had a good time overall. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, it was was definitely a good time. Sorry. Yeah. So I couldn't make it. I was shooting a comedy sketch video, which will be out probably weeks from now. Um, but anyway, my trifling in New York story uh, is a quick one. It involves Mission Chinese. So Mission, Mission Chinese is a uh, popular restaurant, Lower East Side. Um, and I heard about it. It's, it's, uh, it started in San Francisco, and then this dude, the, the owner, uh, Danny Bowen, uh, opened up a branch in New York. He's sort of like one of these celebrity chef type dudes um and it's it's had two locations the first location was fairly small uh it was on orchard street and it got shut down uh they were closed down for about a year and a half and then they reopened um a few blocks away bigger location anyway um i first heard about this restaurant through a new york times review and it was so odd because the the writer was using a bunch of um like music references to talk about the food so um like really? he com- yeah he compared like because he does like typical chinese takeout type dishes but he kind of like you know fucks with them and jazz- jazzes them up um so they were talking about i believe led zeppelin and hendrix like to talk about the food and i mean i it's my favorite restaurant and that spurned me on to i actually like a couple of weeks later I took a date there. It was our first date. Um, and it was a Saturday night and if you don't have a reservation they didn't take reservations there. It's it's literally a two like a two hour wait is standard. Three hour wait is not out of the question, but you know, you leave your phone number and then you go you go do whatever, you go, I don't know, play some pinball or you something. You're talking about the old location still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas, um, they had the cake, right? Yeah, they used to have a keg up front to they got I think the the, the health department found out about that and they, they put the kibosh on it, but um <laughs> and it did get shut down for like um, health code violations. Um but apparently it's someone shoot the landlord. Anyway, my store my trifling story is I there's they have this one dish called rice Cook Bacon. Uh that I was like I became obsessed with to the point and it's like it's like a thirteen dollar dish and it's extremely salty but I, I just loved it I really loved it and I got to the point where I would order takeout there like um, I was getting this dish at least once a week if I really thought about it and did the numbers it might come out to like two times a week but the trifling Damn. angle com, comes in where sometimes is uh, I worked in Midtown at that point I would I would get I get an hour lunch break uh, I could get down to Lower East Side in like 30 minutes. So I would call in an order, subway down Lower East Side, pick up, subway back. 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And now I'm eating rice cooked bacon. So food. when would you eat it? On the I would have to eat it at chain? my desk. No, no, no. I eat it at my desk. Okay. Now, I, I mean, you don't seem, I mean, I know you're not surprised by that, but like,
1: did they Spons- not have delivery?
0: At that time, no. Um, but I think we would be outside of the radius anyway. That yeah. Um. But yeah, like, t- like, I, I, yeah, it, that was that was that was a lot. Um,
1: That's I mean, a lot know, to do for for that. Yeah. Didn't weren't you at, I'm not trying to blow up your spot? Um, <laughs> yeah, was, be I weren't you at one point like. Ordering it when you would leave work and then get out the train, walk yeah. by, pick it up, and go home and eat it.
0: Yeah, I mean that, and that's fairly reasonable. I mean, I, I, I do take, I do take out pretty much every day for dinner. Um, uh, I'm just uh, too lazy to cook. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's normal. I think that's normal. That's not weird. But like, no, no, no. I think that's a
1: good one. That's a good strategy.
0: The the, the
1: lunch 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 one is a little extreme. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you like what you like, right? Yeah. Um. So. But you're not uh, you're not eating it that regularly now.
0: No, because they um, well, the new restaurant didn't even have takeout for a while. I think they just started doing takeout, but it's it's um it's a little bit further from where I live, so it's just a bit of a hassle getting out there. But um. Uh. Uh, the hassle. I mean, it's four blocks away from me. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I got into a thing with some workmates um, uh, just the other day because uh, a lot of people I work with live in Jersey and commute. Um, and it's like you know, when I was when I was in Ohio, like I had a car and I was doing all that. But like living in Manhattan, there's there's no car, and I, and they're like, like they're like, oh, they're, oh my god, like you you take out every day and like uh, and I'm like well, hold on like okay you go to the grocery store you get food and you, you cook fine but like you have to go to the grocery store right you gotta get in the car do that like uh, for me like literally I get out the subway and the subway is maybe two blocks from my place but within those two blocks there's literally probably 15 options for food so you got a lot of options. Right I mean, the, the money thing is probably the, 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 like a good argument for me to be cooking at home. But
1: um, I guess uh, also the health,
0: the health part. Wow, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I have certain... <started laughs> stuff. I got a, I got a, I got a. I went to this. There's a there's a place called Juice Generation uh, near my office. It's a. Yeah. Wait, you went there? It's it is and again like it's literally once I get out of the subway near my office it's right there so yeah I sometimes will go over there and uh, I got one this Friday and I asked them to put kale in it just I was like add some is somebody taking there okay all right all right settle that that was um, your choice <laughs> <laughs> I mean I like juice like yeah you know, I want I want I want credit for the kale thing.
1: I'm gonna. Good. good job.
0: Sorry, you broke up there. Say it again. I give
1: you credit for that. Okay. Great. I'll give you a pat on the back.
0: You know, I still, I still think about, you know, in one of our earlier episodes, you're like, um, uh, try to have something green every day. Right. So I'm, I'm working on that. Okay. All
1: right.
0: You can um, do it. You're on your way. Yeah. All right. So let's move along. Um, so. Um, so next thing, so I saw a, a stat or a news report, uh, just the other day uh, about Netflix. And it said that, um, Netflix announced that they have, uh, 50 million subscribers. Um, I believe that's worldwide. I, I would, I would have to assume, I can't imagine that's just us, but regardless. Yeah. They put that out in a press release, and I was thinking, like, <clears throat> so fifty million. I think I did, I think the cheapest Netflix a- account membership fee is like eight dollars uh, a month. I think that's like the lowest tier expense. Um, so if you just assume that, then it goes up. I guess to like up to like twelve or thirteen dollars. But so just let's just assume eight dollars. So eight times fifty million is four hundred million. So their revenue is 400 million a month. And that I, bl- I have to imagine that p- puts them ahead of like any major movie studio or TV um, well, well any, any major movie studio. Um, and I, I say that because they're, they're getting into just over the past say, three years, they've really aggressively expanded their, uh, movie acquisitions, um, making original content Um, and just in the last six months they've really amped it up especially in the comedy area Um, but yeah like that's crazy like 400 million
1: I never thought about that like that um that's an extraordinary amount of money every month (laughs) Um, <clears throat> but yet, yeah, now when you turn it on, there's so much Netflix original, Netflix original, Netflix original. Uh-huh. They push their own stuff too. They put it like <laughs> they put it right on there. It's like trending now. Is it really trending now? No. Or are you wanting it to trend now? <laughs> like I, <Yes>. you, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this Norm McDonald special is really trending. Like I like Norm. Oh, I, I don't enough people that are gonna watch it to have it be trending. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I would like to. I, I watched one of his. Uh, I watched a funny movie with him a couple of weeks ago. I didn't watch the special. There's so many specials. They have so many now. All these comedy specials. How much are they paying
0: these guys? Well, that's the thing. Is like so they um, they did uh, they made a splash with the Dave Chappelle specials um two specials and i believe they have chris rock chris rock i believe is on tour or maybe just finished up but i I think they recorded some shows for that but they signed a deal with him for three specials and in both cases it worked out to them getting 20 million per special
1: 20 million
0: that's a lot of money yeah 20, Um, 20 million now, for them, here's the thing I, I assume that there's the deal they're signing. Um, so essentially, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are signing away their their ownership of the specials. So because it's their copyright. So basically, right. Netflix is like, okay, twenty million, but we own it forever and in worldwide. So I think Netflix's game is like look we, we can if you if you amortize 20 million over the course of 100 years or over 200 years or whatever like it probably is a, a bargain for them because a lot of these usually like rights like licensing rights copyright like rights they they'll do like um like seven years at a time and then you gotta like re-up sometimes i don't know or five years at a time there's a limit i mean <laughs> Like in the back of my mind, as I'm saying this, I'm like, you know, with global warming is going to take us all out within 100 years, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, are they really going to be around for that long? Like, um, I don't know. How much are people really watching their original content? Well, because they so never listen, give you know, their they, numbers out, right?
0: They don't reveal their obviously it works differently since it's all streaming but they don't they don't reveal that apparently they're really notorious for that um, and but like so the, the that show like the queen like the thing is like they're not like hbo is like the gold standard for like great tv shows um, and they're not there yet like they have you know house of cards they have this uh, series called the queen about Queen Elizabeth, which was like ten episodes, I believe they spent a hundred million on that in production. Yes. Um, and then, but yeah, I, I, as far as their original shows, I, I think House of Cards is probably the m- best regarded one, like critically. Um, these, I guess, right? Oh, Master, Master of None is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's it's regarded in that way um what else do they have? um but th- yeah but the thing is like they can they can just throw like throw around silly money and because like they have like like with, with a movie studio like like a big movie studio like they they have maybe six blockbusters a year if they're lucky maybe yeah that they can count on like they can that's sort of predictable income right but, right but like the rest of it is not that predictable like the great thing about netflix is like they have the, they can count on every month or like to the penny the, this is exactly how much we're going to make and that makes it so much easier to, to plan and like you know
1: it really does yeah you're you're 100 right they know how much money is coming in they know like the minimum amount of money you know the new subscribers or whatever they know the the baseline they're gonna get every month um so it does give them a lot of freedom
0: yeah and like lately like um they just they've just started producing movies so um like uh Beast of No Nation was like two years ago and that was the Idris movie. I believe, see, that's one where I think, I think I could be wrong, but I think that it was already done by a production company and then they bought, they bought it basically, but actually producing movies is, is a different animal. And I think they're just getting into that. And I think that that Brad Pitt movie.
1: Uh, that was their first one.
0: War Dog. I don't think it was the first one, but like, that's like, if they're getting Brad Pitt, like it's a pretty big deal.
1: No, yeah, it really is. I wonder if they're working with his production, because he produces a lot of things
0: too. He does, yeah, he has his Plan B production. Uh, I know, I believe there's a World War Z sequel that is coming out. And actually, they I believe uh, 12 Years a Slave was a um, Plan B.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Did you, did you um, watch that movie? No. Yeah. I heard it's really good. Like, playthrough like, movies are tough
0: they're yeah they're really tough and I've heard this one is like aggressively like depressed like I I can stomach some depressing stuff but like it has to be like leavened out with like some like like one of my favorite movies is Blue Valentine and it's pretty intense but it's there's some nice moments to it like 12 from what I've heard of 12 years it's like it's just like misery for the whole thing.
1: That sounds awful. Yeah, I, I never watched that, even though I kind of, part of me wants to watch it. Um, I never saw Precious either. Oh, I saw it like, I don't know. Uh, that looked really depressing too, like 90 minutes of depression.
0: God, yeah, I saw that in the theater too. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to think about that. I will say Mariah Carey was surprisingly good in it.
1: People said that Lenny was good too, right? Lenny? Lenny Kravitz was in there, wasn't he?
0: Was, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He played like a nurse or something. Yeah, I don't remember him. I definitely remember Mariah was, was really good. Social
1: worker or something like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Monique, she was great. She won the Oscar for it. Well-deserved um but yeah it was so good let's let's move on from that <laughs> okay uh, we'll,
1: we'll get off of that dark times yeah but like but no, there's but also like they're they make so many like i don't i don't know like that that show flaked right you heard of that show
0: yeah i watched yeah it's the will arnett thing it's about yeah. him, like
1: in recovery i watched the first season and i was like the oh first season? yeah and i was like there's no way they're gonna pay for a second one. And I turned on Netflix the other day and it's season two. I'm not going to watch it. Like, I only watched the first one because like 75% of the way through, I was like, I might as well finish.
0: I'm surprised you made it that, that far. Like yeah. I, I finished the first episode. I like, I love Will Arnett, but I'm like this, ugh, this is just like indulgence. Cause he, he co- co-wrote it. Um, uh. and I'm like, Oh, speaking of which, speaking of indulgence, um, so, I was working this shoot yesterday, and um, my buddy who I was working with, we were talking about, um, just talking about movies and stuff, and he said that, for that movie, The Social Network, uh, Yeah. have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so, good movie. Um, uh, this is the opening scene is um, the, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character um, on a date uh, in a restaurant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apparently that was, so that scene is 10, the script is 10 pages and the rule of thumb is one page of script roughly translates to one minute of screen time. So it's like, yeah, so like a 10 minute scene. So, and it's, uh, Mark Zucker, Jesse Eisenberg and Rudy Mara on a date, and it's just a conversation between them. Apparently, they did ninety nine takes of that.
1: Ninety nine.
0: Yeah. And the director thing is the director David Fincher, who I I, I gotta say is an amazing director. He did Seven, Fight Club, um, Panic Room, Gone Girl. He, like most of like he's got a really high hit rate as far as like really good movies. Like Seven is amazing. Fight Club is amazing. But he is notorious for doing tons of takes for even, like, like little see like, little bullshit scenes. Wow.
1: 99?
0: Yeah. And I was like, I was telling me, dude, like, I was like, my initial response is like, you're fired. If I'm the producer, you're fired. If I hear, if I'm a producer and I hear that he put the actors through 99 takes, that, that to me is like, that's abusive. To, yeah, to the actors, to the crew too. I mean, the, it really is. they get paid fine, and there's overtime, if, you know, for the crew. I, I think maybe the actors, but like, it just from a like, it's it's that's that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. That's abusive to the editor too.
1: But yeah, like, it, it really is. It's, it's abusive
0: to everybody. Like, how?
1: I wish I could have been like on set and just seen everybody's reactions. It's Like, again.
0: Again, (laughs) let's do it one more time. One more time. And I was thinking about like the thing I noticed with that is like, like all of those actors in that movie are were up and coming at that point. Like, there's no huge stars. Like Jesse Eisenberg, it's Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Army Hammer, uh, Timberlake. Like they were, they were, they're very well known now, but at the time, so this is like seven years ago, I think. But that's the thing, like you can't, like, a, a big star, like, The Rock is not
1: going to do 99. <laughs> do that 99, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock will not be participating in that. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. you know, he's, he's indulged like that because, I mean, he's got a good rep, and, uh, you know, I got to say, like, I, my thing is, I there's no way in hell you need 99 takes. I don't care what level of art, artiste you are, like, can you imagine... Being on set,
1: like being on set, like yeah. Just like keep going and going and going. Like who's gonna? Well, I guess they all put up with that. I was gonna say who's gonna put up with that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's too much. Like you know, think about it. and then what did they, they he was like, all right, that's enough for today.
0: What? <laughs> what? We got this. We got this night. We're done. Well, that's another thing. Like, I don't know, time-wise, I don't think you could even do 99 takes in one day. So it was probably a couple day, a few days.
1: Yeah, um, that's a that is extreme.
0: What would you? What would you? Do? I mean, you're not you're not an actor, but if it, if it was if it was me, I mean, you know, I do some directing, some producing, and I cast you in something, and we're good friends. <laughs> I just like tell you to go. You would we're really good we're good friends but there's. I I can't. Would you put up with night if I have made you do it? Alright,
1: enough. You, enough is enough. Are you just walking. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them had to go a little bit crazy. Right? Somebody. The the crew, one of the actors,
0: like yeah. I I don't know. I mean he's got he's in a good Fincher's in a good position because like he's well respected people are like this is just what he does this is his... I mean it was Stanley Kubrick and Alfred Hitchcock were all notorious for um, doing tons of takes um, and Kubrick was really he was like pitchers that's bad but Kubrick is like he should but... be in jail. Because he would do, like, like The Shining is a, is a good example. Uh, Shelley Duvall played the, the lead woman role. Like, she had... I think there's stories like where she had, like, a nervous breakdown, like, a couple times on the set. Because of his intensity? Yeah. And, like, you know, good, a- good actors really, like, get into it where they really feel this. And, like, for a movie like The Shining, like... <laughs> if you're in the headspace where it's, like, my husband's trying to kill me... <laughs> For, like, 12 hours a day, every day, for, like, months. Like, Yeah, who wants that? I mean, it is good money, though. Um, but speaking of auteurs, um, uh, the Wachowskis, as, as I believe they're known. Now, formerly the Wachowski Brothers, um, they are no longer male, so they just go by the Wachowskis. Uh, Both of them? Yep. Uh, Oh, I thought it was just—I thought it was just one.
1: Nope. I did not know
0: that, huh? So they're famous for creating uh, the Matrix. Um, And oh, this is another quick trifling New York story. I saw the Matrix. I was visiting my sister. She—this came out in '99. She was in New York for some reason, and I was just—I don't—I don't don't remember why I was here. Um. But we went to go see the matrix in the theater uh, and it was the time square theater so, uh, one of the ones there and like i really liked the matrix the first one um and i remember like the ending of it is where neo flies off right like that's a great ending it's really exciting like the crowd was pumped and the theater we were in like had like a balcony like really big so like everyone's pumped and i was like i remember that moment that it ended like, I was like, oh, shit. Then I looked over at my sister, and, like, we're both really pumped. And then all of a sudden, uh, a, a big, like, cup of soda just falls on my head.
1: Oh, the, man. The
0: reason for that is because someone in the balcony just literally just threw their cup of soda, which surprisingly was full at the end of the movie.
1: By the end so, of the movie, it was still
0: full? I would say half full. Um, just threw it up in the air. And it lands, and it lands on me.
1: Because <laughs> they they got so excited,
0: they threw it up they're like woo! Yeah, and then it all comes down on you. Yeah, I mean that's talk about mm. going from like sixty to zero. Like I was, I was pumped, and then I was like, then covered in liquid sugar. <laughs> I think my sister was even, I think she might have to be a little bit too, so that didn't help.
1: Um, Pumped and then covered in sugar.
0: Yeah, so, but our next, the next segment I want to get into is, so The Matrix, there's two, two sequels. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix were Revolutions, which are not as well regarded. Um, see, an indulgence, again, they were, the creators were indulged. Um, the Matrix Revolutions like really went off the rails too. Like the ending. Oh yeah that
1: that was the last one, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was too much. Yeah,
0: like all I all remember from that is like rain and a lot of um uh, what's that? agent Smith.
1: Oh yeah, there was so many of them.
0: Yeah, but so I I remember when The Matrix Reloaded came out, and that one's decent. Um, so at the end of that Neo Neo has all these powers within the Matrix but in real life he didn't but then at the end of Matrix Reloaded he did have some powers like he was able to like explode some of the machines right
1: that, that was in the in their like burlap sack world
0: <laughs> uh, yeah Okay. it's <laughs> great. I've never heard it described like that, but that's perfect. Um, in any event, um, uh, so I, rem- I remember, so that movie came out, and then I think so part two came out, and then part three came out like six months after part two, um, but I remember in that six month period, there were like fan theories going around on the internet. Where people were like, "Oh man, like how how was he able to do that? How was Neo able to do that?" And people were like, "Well, what if he's, what if what they think is the real world is actually just another matrix?" Mm. What are your thoughts? Um. So I don't th- yeah, it was another th- matrix, and I don't, a- I don't think so. But then, how many, how many? Matrices are there. Well, that's the thing. It's like the, the machines basically they set up a, like a few matrices within matrices just to give just to give
1: the so you, so work. burlap sack world is also a matrix world. Yes, that's that's the theory. So but they're never so they're never unplugged. they never.
0: Basically, yeah, they like they're yeah they're never unplugged, and that that would explain why Neo is able to have powers within. Burlap Sack World. Um, which is, uh, like, uh, that's a cool idea to me. But the way that, you know, Part 3 came out, and, like, the way they explain, I don't know, like, the storyline just went to, like, f- fucking shit. Like, I, I was looking for like another metaphor.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think I just fell asleep on Part 3. By the end, I had definitely had fallen asleep during the movie. Um yeah
0: like that so the real world it was the real world and they never really explained how neo was able to have powers um they're just like no he's just i don't know god or, or jesus or whatever like that or they, they didn't even do that like there's yeah there's just no like there's no coherent storyline there but so I don't know, it got me thinking about like okay. you know fan theories and like some fan theories and fan storylines are, are, are really good and you know we talked about Game of Thrones and like potential storylines for the, the upcoming season, um, but
1: oh yeah, that's gonna be good.
0: I don't know. Do you have um, any movies where it's like I, I wish it had ended this way? It would have been cooler. It would have been it would have been a better movie. Yeah. Um, Like, for, for me, like, yeah, like, the, the Matrix. I don't know, when I say, like... Well, that, you would have just taken away the whole
1: movie. What do you mean? Like, the third one. You didn't like the third one at all, right? Right. Hmm. I don't know if there's one where it's just the ending that really
0: messed with me. Like I think, I don't know. like right off the bat, I'm thinking of like Back to the Future. What's my issue with Back to the Future Two?
1: That's the count. They were the a count. No, that wasn't the cowboy one.
0: That's three. Yeah, I definitely should have done some more prep work on this. <laughs> on this topic. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna come up
1: with one. I'm gonna okay, come up you
0: with come one. Up with, yeah, like. The, Yeah, so The Matrix, like, oh, oh, okay, Well, while you're thinking about that, I've, uh, for whatever reason, I've been watching a bunch of movies from, like, the mid to late 90s, and I gotta say, like, my nostalgia meter is, like, off the charts, like, I love these movies because they're so 90s, like, like, I watched, um, I was on a plane recently, and I saw, um, I saw the, the first Terminator, which was better than I remembered. Um, but but then I watched um, You've Got Mail. You've got that? It's Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Wow. Um, you met. You no, met I did not.
1: Uh, I that, she was like, looking for love. She was like online dating, right? She was she was looking for that... looking for a uh, in all the wrong. Place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was, so uh, basically like, yes, they, they meet online and they also meet in real life, but they don't know that they're the same person that we're talking to because they have just like random screen names on AOL. And I'm like, man, that took me back. Cause I was heavy in these AOL streets. And, hey, <laughs> heavy in the, of in the chat rooms I am so but the thing is like it, that it's like you know when the internet first hit in the 90s people were like oh my god what is oh it's so it's, it's so exciting but is it it's different it's so different like how is people changing and like the concept that someone could meet online was like a, it's treated in the movie like a, like a fucking alien came down and it had a beard and it just punched you in the stomach and ran off like it's that surprising it's,
1: it's that surprising
0: yeah it's like everything is treated like like so weird but um i don't know it's a it's a cute movie i guess it's pretty harmless um, uh people like it movie thing.
1: ew oh yeah um no, I haven't. A, yeah. Now I'm looking on the internet for all these controversial endings. Did you,
0: did you Google controversial
1: endings? Oh yeah, just to see. It's like all the it's all the same movies on all these. What like what what is it? What's coming up? Seven comes up a lot. Blade Runner comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. In Inception, the spinning top comes up oh, a lot.
0: Spinning top. Yep.
1: Um.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well. That's Inception is a good like. So the the, the like. I do get frustrated with some directors where it's like, I don't want to explain the ending, like the Inception spinning top thing and Sopranos uh season finale or series finale, um, with with that that hard cut. You've seen that, right?
1: Yeah, I have. That's like I've seen only seen a couple episodes of Sopranos, but I've seen that ending. And it just seems so odd to end a whole series like that.
0: Yeah, I have a funny story with the, uh, the Sopranos series finale because, um. I was, uh, I was dating someone who lived in Queens at the time and we went out there with a few friends, a few friends of mine went out there and she had some friends at, at, at her apartment to, to watch the finale. And the ending of The Sopranos, there's a really hard cut to black and it's black for roughly 20 seconds and then the credits come on. And so a lot of people thought that their cable cut out or something, like some, like it's, it's in it, and also there's there's a theory that like that's supposed to symbolize tony being shot some people were like no he wasn't shot it was just like there's a lot of interpretations but i remember that because i remember when the 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 hard cut at the end came out because earlier in the um we were watching it earlier in the episode like halfway through someone like sat accidentally sat on the remote and like changed the channel and um and so like we were like oh change it back so change it back so when the cut happened I immediately thought someone had sat on the remote again and it was my it was, it was my Canadian buddy <laughs> uh, it was with my Canadian buddy at the time and I was like I look over and i like dude what the fuck I can't bring you anywhere god all <laughs> <laughs> oh, clumsy yeah. Yeah. you don't
1: know how to behave anyway
0: got no, got no home training.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what comes up a lot too? Dark Knight Rises. People didn't like that that Bruce Wayne takes his own death.
0: My my issue with that was when did he when did he like eject from the Batplane? So the Batplane carries the nuke nuclear bomb out to sea and it's close there, but they never show when he ejects. And I'm like, first of all, like, if there's a a nuke anywhere near...
1: (laughs) Right, he would have to eject and go like 10 miles away.
0: (laughs) I mean, him dying is not, like, the whole city is, everything (laughs) is dead. Like, yeah, so they played Fast and Loose with, like, the range of, like, nuclear fallout, but whatever.
1: Right, but when did he actually leave? Show it. I would have to watch it again, but I don't remember. He just showed up. Alfred just showed up out there, right? Yeah, and
0: then, yeah, Alfred is... I don't know. Alfred was drinking his, his little cocktail. You know. yeah. Sipping on the... Yeah. It's some kind of aperitif
1: that they liked. I forget what it was.
0: Did, did they actually say what it
1: was? One of, one, of one of those little fancy ones. Um, no, but so, yeah, people yeah. just didn't... People didn't like that Roper Dope. It's all like the same movies that come up on all these lists. That rope dope what, what are you talking about? No, Batman pulling the rope thinking, Having people think he carried it out and sacrificed himself. Well, maybe he never was in there, right? Is that, is that what that theory is? He was just controlling it?
0: They do. They show him in there. They show him in the thing. <laughs>
1: okay. <well>. Um, <laughs> the I out somehow. He was out.
0: So the rope-a-dope is feigning that you're... Well, da- right, sacrificing yourself. Just taking a bunch of hits to tire the guy out, and then...
1: Right? If you're going to rope-a-dope someone, yeah, yeah. You're, you're blocking, you're tiring that guy out, and you do like a little switch, and then all of a sudden you come back, knock the shit out of them.
0: Well, that's a good segue, sports. Uh... Let's do let's do a quick NBA uh, season recap. Wrap up. Uh, we're both fans of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They played Golden State in the finals and they lost. They they lost five games. That's, that's known as a gentleman's sweep. Leave. Uh, is it and, really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. Losing at five as opposed to yeah four is it's a gentleman's sweep because you let them get at least.
1: I never heard that before. Um, I like it though.
0: Yeah, I mean LeBron averaged a triple double, which apparently has never happened in, in a final series, which I, I was surprised. Um,
1: it seemed like he was close to doing that last year. I'm sure he's probably been close to doing that like every every year. Like
0: he's he's, he's the goat. Um, so what what's your main takeaway from? finals um my main takeaway
1: is that this golden state team i think this the main nucleus of the team
0: is intact for years right i think just next year is the only one that's guaranteed and then
1: just through next year
0: actually no um steph curry's a free agent this summer
1: oh really yep going anywhere else but um That nucleus stays together. Nobody's beaten them for a while. Um, It's just the the addition of Kevin Durant, so so deadly. You know, like the Cavs had it. The Cavs, like if they would have gotten that game three in Cleveland, right? Um, things definitely, like yeah, that would have been a completely, obviously, a completely different series. But they would have had more momentum, more confidence in themselves but um it's it was just too hard it was it was he's a very difficult matchup and it's it's at that point you can't you have to stop helping like yeah that team is problematic for many years and i also realized how dirty it is i never really paid attention to him zaza pachulia oh yeah doom he
0: has got no skills It's a thing, like these these seven footers, like they they can, and they keep getting like ten mil contracts, ten mil a year. Um, Yeah, like uh, it was Kevin Kevin Durant was I I was surprised um, at how good he he was performing and like uh, you know it's things when you don't um, when you don't have to carry an entire team. I heard this weird noise, so just got a little distracted. Anyway, um... Maybe it was a ghost. Uh, let me look over there. Uh... That's a hard maybe. Anyway, um... Yeah, like, when you don't have to carry a team, um... you can, you can, you can shine. Like, So, people are talking about Cleveland. Um, what, what can they do to come back? Because, yeah, like... I think every team in the league at least ones that want to be contenders they basically have to plan around the golden state warriors right um, and so with cleveland they have a big three but kevin love did not show up and so there's talk that he should get if they're going to get rid of anyone get rid of him to try to get a good piece there's rumors that they would trade him to Paul. For, to Indiana for Paul George which I'm sure Kevin Love would hate but yeah, fuck
1: it um, so yeah, one. he probably would not like that so but, um, but yeah, that would definitely be an upgrade do you think so? yeah, but I don't necessarily think it's just Kevin Love is the problem Like he didn't play as well as he could have but you know, a lot of their role players did not play that well junior yeah. yeah. JR didn't do a, a much um, until those like last two games. Um, Darren yeah. Williams was pretty they're, terrible. Darren, um, the
0: other bench was like,
1: like garbage. Yeah, they they really were, and the the depth the Warriors' depth really showed. They like, their bench was superior. Starting five, like they could matched up well. They could handle it, but then once. Like, LeBron hardly even rested. Like, you could see the difference when the Cavs bench came in versus the Warriors bench, and those Warriors bench players were just better.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, LeBron goes out for, like, two minutes, and the Warriors go on, like, a 12-0 run.
1: Right. It's, it's wild. It's, um, like, I don't know how the rest of the league is going to compete. Like, like, for the... I mean, even with the Cavs, the Cavs have to do something. But it's... It's also funny to see that, like, the Cavs. It's not like the the Warriors kind of made them look bad, but they're not bad. Like, this is a team that lost one game in the playoffs. Yeah. Finals. Right. And then, and then they lost four, uh-huh. but but still, like, like yeah, I don't know how. I don't know what they can do. Yeah. Um and maybe they just need another scorer off the bench cuz they really don't have anybody that can get their own shot. Off yeah, the bench. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's it, going to be tough for many years.
0: It's yeah, it's and it's depressing too because like I I really think and I hate I really hate to say this, but I I think this is LeBron's peak, like this season. Um Obviously, he'll still be he'll be a viable player for probably the next 10 years but like I, I don't yeah I don't know unless they do like and this is the thing is like I think there's gonna have you have to have a super team to have a chance against uh, gold State like they've really upended, like everything um and so like another yeah hmm. you another might be right line, Another storyline is like, so Kevin Durant has caught some flack for, for going over there, forming the super team, like, oh, and well, oh, well, when I say some flack, he's got tons of flack. It's like, oh, come on. You, you, you know, you, the super team. It's not fair. Like, why is Kevin Durant? Why is Kevin Durant doing it? Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, it's Kevin Durant's fault. And I like, I, I listen to a fair amount of sports radio and like, it's, it's, it's to me because this is so typical, this is so typically American too. It's like, blame the worker as opposed to management. It's the fucking GMs. The reason there's not, no parody is because like, only a few GMs are actually good at their jobs. Like, you don't, you don't like this. The GMs are the one who pick, pick the player. Like, I mean, yes, free free agency, Kevin Durant can do whatever he wants, but like, you know. Right, maybe. right. You're,
1: you're right, but too,
0: right. So, Golden State, with the exception of Kevin Durant, they drafted their three best players. Right. Basically, um, yeah, if you plan it fun. out like that, then
1: yeah, Golden State's yeah. GM, and he built an excellent team, a uh, great product that other people wanted to play. They wanted to be a part
0: of it. Yeah, Draymond Draymond was like, was it was he a second round pick? Um. I think he was first round, maybe late first round. He was late, yeah, he was late first round. Like, that's just, like, a smart GM can spot talent and do what it takes to move them around. And then, like, and then a good coach will figure out how to exploit that in the best way. Like, that's just, like, like, Kevin Durant is not to blame for, like, the Golden State's upcoming dominance. It's... I mean, I, I, it's just like this, this, like this reflexive emotional response to blame Kevin as opposed to the people who are really responsible,
1: right? And I say classically American because, like,
0: you know, the 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 workers always blamed as opposed to like, you know, these unions, unions just want like too much money, they're ruining everything. Well, what about the bankers who?
1: No, 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 no. I I get it, but it's, that's what, that's what I said. Like people are saying, well, the commissioner needs to do something. But what is he going to do? Tell everybody to get better. Like, oh, there are a lot of good players out there. People need. I mean, San Antonio potentially. If they didn't have this injury... If Tony Parker didn't get injured and Kawhi Leonard didn't get injured... Sorry, you cut out a little mm -hmm. bit. Say that
0: again about San Antonio.
1: If Tony Parker didn't get injured and if Kawhi Leonard won that series, maybe. They probably had the the best chance out of anybody. Yeah. Um, They won... Wait, the Warriors... Didn't lose until the
0: finals, right? I'm sorry. Say that again.
1: The Warriors,
0: the Cavs, right? Yeah, right. So the Warriors, um, yeah, they only lost only that ones one. And this, the whole playoffs. Yeah. Well,
1: San Antonio had them. Like that first game, they definitely had them. Yeah. And then Kawhi Leonard gets gets injured, and they make like a 25 point comeback and win the game. Yeah, that's insane by the way. And then they were close. They were close a couple other games even without Kawhi Leonard and without Tony Parker. That's why it's like, well maybe they could have done it, but I don't know. It's it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean that's the team. You
0: got you have to compete. We gotta find a way. Yeah. So I um so you you played basketball high level very knowledgeable, very talented. I I like I sometimes like when I listen to sports podcasts and stuff. Like I like hearing about like like really really intense analysis about like you know you know LeBron set up like a pick and roll, but like I don't know enough. Like so yeah. Can you? This is a bit of an experiment, and I should prep you for this, but can you just give me like like a really in depth analysis on like like player movements and like. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're
1: talking about Zach Lowe. actually does a very excellent job with this. Yes. Um, All right. So you, just give but, me, you give me a, a little a nugget here. So part of their problem for Cleveland, right is when they have certain people on the floor, they don't have enough offensive firepower to make um, to, to make the warriors like play honest defense. So like their weakest link on the perimeter defense was or is steph curry so that's why you always saw them to the to the screen and roll with whoever steph was guarding because right. they wanted to keep putting him in those situations because he's their weakest perimeter defender and he's not necessarily a bad defender he's just the weakest one on the team and so they were going after him and it was coming on. it was being very productive because they didn't know whether the trap or, or they just weren't defending it well, but they went away from it. And when you have certain players on the team, it's out there. What do you? What do you, what do you mean by trap? Um. So when they when you run a pick and roll, right? Okay. Now what's a pick? and So, roll? so with the ball, and you have another offensive player that's gonna come and set a screen on the man that's guarding the ball. And so you have that man that's guarding the screener, the defender that's guarding the screener. And when he goes, there's a couple ways you can defend the pick and roll. Um, You can just hang back, but you probably don't want to do that. Because if it's a good shooter, he'll just pull up and shoot because he'll be open. You can trap it that the defensive player guarding the screener will come up and stay on the man um, with the ball and that the other defender will stay on him too so they'll be double teaming him. Um, you could switch it which is you know depending on who so sorry say that last week you could switch it. So, so which is um like if, if Clay Thompson is guarding Kyrie Irving and I don't know Iman Shumpert comes up and sets the screen and Steph Curry is guarding him, then they just switch, you know. So then Steph Curry is on Kyrie, and now Clay is on Iman Shumpert. But that's usually for, like, you know, equal size or equal position. You wouldn't want to switch it. Like, you wouldn't want to switch Tristan Thompson onto Steph Curry because then he'll just dribble around him most likely.
0: Is it usually the case that – so there's five different positions on each team. Is it usually the case that, like the point guard defends the point guard on the other team. The shooting guard defends the shooting guard on the other team. Like, does it does it break down like that in all five positions? Usually,
1: you usually, um, but also sometimes it's just just matchups. Like LeBron was guarding Kevin Durant a lot, right? Um, just because he's probably their best defender, best hope of guarding Kevin Durant, um, who is essentially an unguardable player. Like, yeah, uh, he's. <laughs> he's gonna shoot over anybody, and if you're big enough to stay like, say, really contest his shot, he's gonna be able to go around you because he's like he, hes a freak of nature. So is LeBron, but like no, like people shouldn't be able to be that quick and that tall and that skilled. Like, yeah, unbelievable. Both of them. Like no, nobody is guarding. Nobody can block his shot. He's shooting over anybody. You put a big guy on him, he's going around. You put a smaller guy, he's shooting. Like, such a problem all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Him all the time. Maybe like. Maybe like Kevin Garnett and his prime could have guarded him well. That would have been interesting to see. Um, but there's no, no other big men, really, that can hang with him, and everybody else is too small that can stay in front of him and just shoots over you.
0: Yeah. Because he's like. He's probably like close to 6'10. Yeah. And usually people of that. Players of, the, of that size will, will play. Um, like center, basically, or
1: right. You're usually down low, close to the basket, and you don't have the perimeter skills that he has. Yeah, which is really yeah amazing. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Really, you you match point guard, whatever, but still just play the matchups like who you want. As well, depending on who's on the floor. Yeah, hide oh. like you could hide a
0: bunch number because has not an offensive threat. Mm hmm. Sorry, this is. I was going to go back to my complaining about people criticizing Kevin Durant as well because people are like, oh, why did he leave okay, Oklahoma City? Oklahoma City had him, Westbrook, and James Harden on the same team. They went to the finals, and then Oklahoma City traded him to Houston. In order to save money. Okay, so rap about that. People who are out there complaining about about Kevin Durant leaving, like they did. The, the, they got you know, rid of James they Harden. Were cheap, true. It cheap. They cheaped out. They cheaped out. And like, if they're not gonna put around, put like good players around Kevin Durant, why why should he stay? There, he gave him
1: nine years. Think, so. I think. I think part of the strategy behind that was they wanted to save money to sign Kevin Durant, not signing James Harden to that huge contract. They'd be able to save money that they could spend on Kevin, because they knew his was coming.
0: Yeah, sorry, you're breaking up. But then you I know. I got your point. Yeah, but but the thing is, like. Yeah, like, so that
1: yeah that didn't work out.
0: So the the way the so nba is it is sort of salary capped uh for people who are 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 still listening to this basketball conversation but don't know a lot about how it works essentially um there there is a certain salary cap that's set by the league um all of your 15 players need to well ideally would fall close to the cap like or match the cap exactly so say the cap is 100 million so all 15 players' salary each year needs to hit 100 million. If you go over a year, you can, you can go over 100 million, and, but you have to sort of pay a penalty. It's called a luxury tax. The penalty, that, that luxury tax um, is, you, you basically put it in a, in a bucket, and then at the end of the year, it's spread around the 30 teams. Like everyone gets a cut, they, they share in the luxury tax. earnings so. The thing about the luxury tax is that you do it okay, fine. You go in one year. You say your your salary goes the cap. Your salary total is like 120 million. So that 20 million is over the cap. So your your tax on that would be, I think, roughly say 10 million. These are million. right. So say 10 million. So you pay you are paying the 120 million to all your players, and then you're paying an additional 10 million to. The league, basically, and that goes in the bucket that's distributed around. League. So, first year you do that; that's that's the deal. But if you do it a second consecutive year, that tax bill goes up to like instead of instead of paying a ten million tax, you're now paying like even with the same salary, you're now paying like thirty or forty million. Like the it's the second year that like it, it's really like punitive. So yeah, so that's why. I- people yeah people really don't like to pay it at all yeah and people don't like to pay it because it's like i mean and it does it cuts into the ownership's profit right. profit margin um with a lot of these owners it's it, it that sort of becomes a tax write-off because a lot of owners own other businesses um and like the nba right. team isn't really their main thing um owner of the cats perfect example he owns quicken and like a bunch of casinos and stuff um i mean the Cavs are definitely profitable but you know a team like oklahoma city from what i heard is i believe it's owned by this like a consortium that also owns like a i'm gonna say like an energy company something or maybe i'm thinking okay that that would
1: make sense for oklahoma city yeah
0: but the, the thing is like if if the If the basketball team is not their main thing it's pretty close to it and so they need they sort of need to be concerned about expense yeah but you know in any case like you know if these if these people want to have like stupid sports fan rules about stuff like then you should then apply that to like, oh man, you gotta, you gotta dig in and like, you know, put put it put it all on the table. Go, Matt, well, tell that to the fucking owners. Like, go, you want to put it on the mat? Pay that extra thirty million to keep to keep James Harden.
1: Yeah, pay that, pay that luxury tax, right? Yeah. But then, yeah, but then they didn't. Yeah,
0: they didn't. And then, yeah, everything was on Russ and KD's shoulders and the. Katie
1: is like, um, yeah, it's Katie, I'm out.
0: He said, I believe, I believe his quote was, um, uh, screw all the haters, bluest of gators, do me a favor, dog, don't do me no favors. I think that's what I he, think he would
1: say when he
0: was leaving. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, any closing thoughts?
1: Um, Thoughts, you know. Next up is
0: college football season. Okay? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, next up. I mean, it's like three months from now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, you yeah, you're breaking up real bad. I think it's like the internet telling us to wrap this up. Um, okay. What's happening? No, you're good now. But yeah, we're good. All right. Episode 26. Bye.